Right. I'd like to welcome everyone to another edition of Coach Starnes Raw. So fortunate this week on this Tuesday to be coming off probably the greatest weekend of NFL football I know I've seen. And just all four games, special. All four games were were dynamic. All four games were close. Uh, I remember, you know, I mentioned it last week. I think all four, I said all four games could go either way. And all four games could have gone either way. So I kind of want to take it, and I'm just going to go game by game. Just kind of what I saw, what I observed, you know, some of, some of the things that I thought that, you know, I hit on and that I was correct about and some of the things I, th- I was definitely wrong about, um, which happens often. Uh, but but just watching, you know, game by game, and, and, it, and it kicked off, what, Saturday at, <clears throat> at 3, 3.30 with the Bengals-Titans. It was 3.30, Bengals-Titans. And I remember talking about this game. I, I figured that the Titans would have a lull early. But... And I thought the Bengals could jump out to a lead, and they did. And, you know, I thought that if the Titans could keep it close to a one-score game, then I thought the Titans would come back and win the win the game in the fourth quarter. And they had a chance to. What I did not factor into the equation was Ryan Tannehill throwing three picks. You cannot throw three picks and win a football game. Also, many will say you can't get sacked nine times like the Bengals did and win a football game, but they did. But a lot of turnovers. You can, it is so hard to overcome turnovers. And we see that in the Rams game too, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But you can it's hard to overcome turnovers. The start I mean, the game starts off first play, pick. So that yeah, that was that was it and that's really two things that I looked at in, on, on, in Tennessee's performance. And again, I kind of knew they'd come out offensively and, and kind of have a lull. You know, coming off the bye week for them. And they did. The defense played outstanding. The Tennessee defense played outstanding. The Bengals defense played outstanding. Obviously, it's a 19-16 to 16 game. But the Tennessee Titans defense kept them in the game. And they did. They those two drives. I mean, that could have easily been fourteen to nothing. But they stopped the they stopped the Bengals even after the opening pick. They stopped the Bengals and held them to two field goals. Kept it within one score. And so, you know, the in the first half, the Bengals were just held to field goals. And the Titans tied it up, and went for two. And I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm not questioning all the calls, but I, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to have that lead. I know going for two because of the penalty and being right down there on the one and a half yard line, you should be able to get one and a half yards with Derrick Henry. But they didn't, and so now they're tied six six. And then, of course, the Bengals kick a field goal to go up nine six halftime. But that's a big. That's a big turning point. And then coming outside, coming out of half, the Bengals come out on fire after out of half. That that was the key right there. Because the, the Titans kept it within one score in the first half. And the Bengals came out on that first drive and took it down the field and made it a ten point ball game. They got they got outside of that one score game right there. That was huge. And then of course Titans get a field goal 
And then Titans tied up with that really nice pass to A.J. Brown by Tannehill. Great catch. Unbelievable catch by A.J. Brown. And then they get the ball back and have a chance to win the game. And Tannehill throws the ball into tight coverage. It gets deflected. And most of the time when it gets deflected, it's advantage defense. And you get a pick. And Joe Burrow, cool, calm, collected, hits Jamar Chase. And then you get McPherson, the MVP of the game, with the game-winning field goal. It's awesome. And there's, I saw, I saw a common theme, and, I, and that's why I made sure I mentioned Jamar Chase right there. You know, the Bengals get the ball back, and time's running out. You're thinking, oh, maybe overtime. But he was able to get it to his number one guy, Jamar Chase. And that's where quarterbacks are going to look at this time in the game. They're going to look to their number one guy, the guy they trust. Especially quarterbacks that might not have been there. But the themes in this game for me were was the the inability of the Titans offense to move the ball. They looked like they looked like it was week one of the season. They looked like they were in a lull the whole game and just couldn't get out of it. And I attribute it to to two things. And I'm a huge I, I like Ryan Tannehill again. He went to AM, Texas quarterback, Texas boy from Big Spring. Had a rough game. That's that's problem number one. Problem number two, I said it last week. I said Derrick Henry should not be a factor in this game. Yes, he needs to get carries, but he this is his first week back. I said he won't be a factor in this one. If they can win, he'll be a factor next week in the divisional round once he has a game under his belt. But they kept feeding the ball to him. I was not expecting him to play that big of a role. And you know what? He shouldn't have. They kept Derrick Henry in the game. I know Derrick Henry's the returning leading rusher in the league, but Foreman had the hot hand. Deontay Foreman helped get them there this year. Deontay Foreman should have had the 20 carries, and Derrick Henry should have had five to eight carries. Or even, if you want to lessen that, Foreman should have had 15, maybe Derrick Henry 10. And then I think the Titans win that game. Deontay Foreman looked explosive. When he carried the ball, I know he had one gain of two, but then he had one gain of nine, one gain of 10, and then one gain of 45. He had four carries for 66 yards, and he only touched it those four times. That's a problem. That's when you realize, hey, this guy has the hot hand. This guy looks more explosive because it's the same people blocking for him that are blocking for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry just looked a step slow to me. And looked a little uncertain because he hasn't played in a long time. That's not something you just go out there and do. And for him to get 20 touches in lieu of Foreman, I think that was a big mistake on the Titans' part. Foreman should have got the bulk of the carries on Saturday. And I said that last week. Derrick Henry should not be the try to be the deciding factor in this game. He needs to be the deciding factor in the AFC Championship if they can get there. And I think if they'd have given the ball to Foreman more instead of him, I think they do get there. He had 62 yards on 20 carries, and Foreman had 66 yards on four carries. And it wasn't just that one long run. Again, he had three of nine-plus. Three of his four carries were nine-plus yards. That's something a coach has to see. Hey, this guy's explosive today. He looks at a different speed. He looked at a different speed than Derrick Henry did. He was more decisive than Derrick Henry in his cuts. 
And again, I'm not taking anything away from Derrick Henry. He's great. But he was not ready to carry the load this week. This is his first game back. And so we put the shoulder, we, the, the Titans put their offense on the shoulders of Derrick Henry, who's coming back off a long break. And Ryan Tannehill, who's, I don't think, prepared to carry that load. Hmm. And so there's a Titans team that I think would have had a significant advantage because of their run game and defense in the AFC Championship, but they're not there. And hats off to the Bengals. I mean, minus their poor offensive line play. They played great. Joe Burrow played great. He plays like a seasoned veteran. Jamar Chase is outstanding. The whole team, Uzuma, Uzoma had a great game. I mean, they're just... Higgins had a good big game. Uzoma had another big game. Mixon had a, a very good, a solid game. The Bengals are just solid. <clears throat> Hats off to them, and I'm, I'm proud. I'm, I'm I'm happy for them. That's a good win. But going on the road is tough. Winning road, three point game. Then to the nightcap, maybe the most intriguing game. Because, again, I told you I love the 49ers. I like the Titans because of the style they play. Same thing with the 49ers. I love the way the 49ers. I think Shanahan, he's in the top three to me in coaches in the NFL. I think it's Belichick, Tomlin, and Shanahan. I think they're three of the best coaches in the NFL right now. His game plans are outstanding. The way he sticks to his game plans are, is, is, is exceptional. His calm and, and maintaining his composure in, in pressure situations is great. Doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And you saw a team that stuck to their game plan against the Packers in inclement conditions. Now, this game, this game had a lot of, oh, a lot of factors involved. You have Aaron Rodgers and the constant drama that surrounds Aaron Rodgers. But you know what I like? I like teams without drama. And I think players do too. And it shows. Teams without a lot of drama win football games. That's what the Patriots did. And a lot of drama behind closed doors. I don't think there was in the Patriots clubhouse. But the Packers constant with Rodgers. <clears throat> so... You know, the opening drive, I remember, because I, I picked 49ers win. I said, okay, I think the 49ers are going to win a close one. And I'm watching this game, and the weather's awful. And the Packers come out and just roll the ball down the field and go in for a quick 7 nothing lead. And I'm just saying to myself, wow, 49ers aren't going to be able to keep up with this. But they stayed with it. They kept their game plan. They made good adjustments on defense. They made Rodgers get off his first look. They took his best players away. And then they stuck with their conservative game plan on offense. They didn't lose the game on offense. The 49ers did not lose the game on offense, and they gave their defense and special teams a chance to win the game. And then when they had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to go down and win the game, they gave it to their best player, Debo Samuels, at running back where you can't take him away. And he goes down 
and the 49ers offense wins the game with gold. Gould, sorry, with the game-winning field goal with time expiring on the road. We see a constant correlation here. But to me, the factors in this game, the weather, and neither team, I thought, handled the weather well. Obviously, the 49ers being a, you know, a West Coast team, that, that's a tough situation, but I don't think the Packers handled the weather well. I mean, zero degrees, windshield, it looked awful. It was a defensive game. And one that was won on special teams. Special teams, all three aspects of the game matter. I've talked about that when I talked when I was talking high school football. We focus on all three aspects here. You have to focus on all three aspects of the game. A weakness in one of them can cost you a game. And that's what happened to the Packers. Block field goal, block punt for a touchdown. So they're about to kick a field goal to go up by, <clears throat> by 10 at halftime. And what looks to be put the thing away. Block field goal right before half. Then, in the fourth quarter, block punt for a touchdown in a 7-3 game. Crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Sorry, in a 10-3 game. The block punt for a touchdown to tie the game. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I love seeing San Francisco. I love watching them play. I love the style they play with. The way they play, the style they play with is championship football. They run the ball. They play great defense. I know they have some issues on special teams, but special teams help win in that game. But what I liked and what I take away about this, this game also, is you come down the stretch, you don't ask Jimmy G to win the game. I thought I thought Garoppolo minus the one interception that was an awful throw. That's the thing. And that's what I was talking about last week. He will be the Achilles heel with those bad throws. You saw it. He'd made some exceptional throws. And a lot there were a lot of drops because of, I, I, I think the cold weather. But he made some exceptional passes in that game. Overall played well, except for that awful throw right before half. And they're lucky to block the field goal. But that was a terrible pass. It's just like the terrible pass he threw against the Cowboys to let the Cowboys back in the game. If he can stay away from that, and he can stay away from that play once, twice a game, then I think they can beat the Rams again. They've already beat them twice. And I think they can go on and win a Super Bowl because they are well coached, and they make great decisions under pressure. Look at this. It's 10-10. to And the Packers had the ball. Arguably the most, one of the most talented, if not the most talented quarterback. Talented, I said, not best. Ever to play the game and has the ball, trying to drive down the field. And on, I believe it was third and long. They run a box concept where they have a dig and they have a post over the top. And it's a simple concept. You're reading the safety. If the safety jumps the square in the dig, the box... Then you throw to the post over the top. If the safety jumps the post, goes deep with the post, you hit the box underneath. Well, they did this in the game they won that helped them get field goal range earlier on in the year. And who was on the dig, the square in? Devontae Adams, his favorite target, his favorite dude. And so he threw it to him, made a beautiful pass over a, over a linebacker. And hit Devontae Adams, which helped him get into the field goal range, which helped him win the game. This, well, this time... Devontae Adams is on the post, and Alan Lazard is on the square end. 
Well, he's going to throw it to his best guy. I just said that when it comes down to crunch time, most quarterbacks are going to go to their go-to guy. Are you going to take that go-to guy away? In the 49ers, the safety, they had Devontae Adams double covered. Lazard is running wide open on the square end, about 20 yards downfield. If he makes the right read instead of throwing to his favorite target, then in all honesty, the Packers have a great chance to go down and win that football game. But he doesn't. He throws it to his target, which Sam Fran bet on, and they had him double covered. Sam Fran gets the ball, goes down, kicks field goal to win the game. They double covered his favorite target because they knew that's where he was going to go in crunch time. That's playing smart, and that's well coached. And that, I think, is what decided the game. Shanahan and his staff outcoached the Packers down the stretch. And they outplayed the Packers. They out-executed their game plan one out in the end against the Packers down the stretch. <clears throat> and again, Aaron Rodgers is now 0-4 against the 49ers, I believe, in the playoffs. Oh, and so now, let, <coughs> excuse me, let the drama continue. More drama. Is he coming back? Is he going elsewhere? Said he would know by trade deadline. Or free agency, sorry, free agency period. I don't know. Drama does not equal championships. Speaking of drama, on to our next game, the Buccaneers. And so, again, huge Tom Brady fan. I'm watching the game. I'm watching the pregame, doing some things. And I see him walk in the field, which is normal. I don't think that's abnormal. But there's something amiss. There's something different about the way he's carrying himself, about the just about his demeanor. And so I'm watching the game, and, of course, Early dominated. The, the the banged up Tampa Bay offensive line is having fits with the outstanding L.A. Rams pass rush. Which, by the way, the L.A. Rams might be the most talented NFL football team. I don't, and I said that a long time ago when they picked up OBJ and when they picked up the Joker. They might be the most talented football team in the NFL. No doubt. And so they should be here. I think top to bottom, they have weapons all over the offensive side of the ball. A good offensive line. Defensively, they have probably the best defensive front in the NFL. And they have Jalen Ramsey in the back. I mean, they have they have pieces everywhere. They have the pieces everywhere. I mean, they are the most talented team in the NFL. And it showed in the first half. And I said, hey, it's going to come down to I told you Tampa Bay would stop their zone running attack, and they did. Tampa Bay shut down. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay shut down the L.A. Rams running attack, but they did not shut down Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford, and in his history, he's a great quarterback against the blitz. Does a great job of picking up the blitz. Gets rid of the ball quickly. Decisive. Great arm. Great talent. He's had problems in the past. When he gets overconfident, he forces the ball into coverage. If you can get pressure on him with four, you can rattle Matt Stafford. Well, Matt Stafford played a great game. 
And plus, said, it said it's going to come down to can Matt Stafford win the game, and he did. He did. They were up 27-3. to three. Totally had the game in, in absolute control. But Tom Brady looked different. <clears throat> and not talent-wise. I mean, he threw the ball. I mean, he, that, that's not what I'm talking about. Just the way he was carrying himself. He looked, just his demeanor looked different. I, it just seemed tired, dejected. Played a great game. I mean, goodness, he threw for 329 yards. Had a great game. Brought him back from a 27-3 deficit. Of course, with some help. I mean, the Rams turned it over four times. The Rams tried to lose this game. And so that's their weakness. They're the most talented team in the NFL, but they are still not polished. You can take away their run game, which the Buccaneers did. If Matt Stafford's on, you're going to have a hard time beating him. But if Matt Stafford's off, they can easily be beat. Because they make mistakes. And those mistakes allowed the Buccaneers to get back in this game. So I'm just watching this game, and I'm thinking, here we go again. This is like Falcons. I mean, I know they referred to it on the broadcast. It's like the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. Here we go. And sure enough, things are just bouncing the Buccaneers' way in the second half. They come out, you're never out of the game with Tom Brady. He is the GOAT for a reason. And sure enough, throws a beautiful ball to Mike Evans to burn Jalen Ramsey down the sideline. And then they fumble. And then the Rams fumble again. Cam Akers fumbles again. They get it back. They go down. There was no doubt in my mind they're about to go down and score. But... Sure enough, they left too much time on the clock. And even though they left too much time, I think it was 46 seconds, once the Rams got the ball, it looked like it was like a quarterback draw or he got a sack for a minus one yard. I mean, so I was like, okay, they're going to go into overtime. Oh, no. Two plays in a row to Cooper Cup. And now they're in field goal range. And Todd Bowles does a great job coaching defense. I'm not... I think he did a great job in the Super Bowl. That's why they won the Super Bowl last year. But, but as I mentioned earlier, you have to know that Matt Stafford is great against the Blitz. Coming down in these end-of-game situations, I watched the 49ers play their normal defense and double cover Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. And then here, Cooper Cup catches two balls. They had no timeouts left. Catches two balls to get them in field goal range. One of them is a zero blitz where they're expecting a safety to cover the best receiver in the NFL. And he gets caught on his heels and Cup runs right by him. And Matthew Stafford, with ease, puts it right over the top because he's a great quarterback against the blitz. You have to know that. But play your base defense and double cover Cup. Double cover their best guy, just like the 49ers did with Devontae Adams, and look what happened. Make Stafford come off his initial read. Rush four and play your defense. Don't go prevent too super soft. Play your defense and double their best guy. Play your defense. Don't go zero blitz against a quarterback who's great against the blitz. 
And it cost him. Man, I wanted to see overtime so bad. I was sitting there banking on overtime. I was like, we're about to get Tom Brady in overtime again. I can't wait to see this. Can't wait. Because I have no doubt that the, that the Buccaneers would have won that in overtime. They had all the momentum. But hey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, hats off. They made the plays. They made the plays down the stretch. And good job. They they overcame adversity. They never they never gave up. Yeah, they tried to lose the game. It seemed like, but but it was, but they made special plays when it counted. You have to take away his number one option. Play your defense. Don't go too soft and don't go zero blitz in that situation. Especially against a quarterback who's great against the blitz. Another road team, last second field goal. So in the first three games, all road teams, all three road teams won on field goals with time expiring. That was pretty cool. So it was setting up this trend, right? And I'd already said I thought the Bills were built to beat the Chiefs, and I still think they are. I still think the Bills are the better team. I think they're the better team. I think they're better overall team than the Chiefs. But the Chiefs had the ball last, and the Chiefs are great. Mahomes was outstanding. Josh Allen was outstanding. They were great. It was a very, I mean, it's one of the best football games I've ever seen. I don't say it's the best game I've ever seen. I think that uh, Super Bowl where, where the uh, Patriots came back and from 28 to 3, I think that's probably one of the, if I had to put an NFL game up there with the best game I've ever seen, that's probably the, one of the best games I've ever seen. That's probably the, the best game I've ever seen, but this is right there with it. I mean, this was exceptional. It was like, who had the ball last? And sure enough, the the Chiefs had the ball last. I mean, with 13 seconds left. Yes, I know they had some timeouts. They did. And that makes a big difference, obviously, in the NFL with the clock not stopping on a first down like it does in college. But with 13 seconds left, they drive all the way down the field. Well, not all the way down, but enough to where Butker can make a, a field goal as time expires again. Every game had a field goal as time expired to either tie or win the game. It was legendary. And so you're watching this, this game, and both quarterbacks, I mean, Josh Allen threw for 329, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Mahomes threw for 378, three touchdowns, no interceptions. It was awesome. Both, of, both quarterbacks were the leading rushers. Josh Allen rushed for 68 yards. Mahomes rushed for 69 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they. What else could they have done? It was awesome. It was a great game to watch. Great game. You can break down the dichotomy of this game. I can. I can break this game down piece by piece. But what it comes down to is just two great young quarterbacks leading their teams, making big time throws in big time situations. The moment's not too big for either of them. It was. It was such a fun game to watch. My takeaway is with 13 seconds, you can't let a team drive all the way down the field and field goal in 13 seconds. Now, it's harder to take away the Chiefs because, you know, I say, you know, what's uh, Stafford has Cooper Cup. I know OBJ's there too, but Stafford has Cooper Cup. Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Well, Mahomes has two, really. 
I know he gets Pringle involved and gets gets McKinnon involved. That was a great screen pass to McKinnon. That was a great call, by the way, especially in that soft defense. And so that's what I think. The Bills are a great defensive team. Frazier does a great job. The number one defensive team in the NFL can't stop a team in 13 seconds. Get out of the soft prevent defense. It gives them space, and the the Chiefs have great players in space. You can't give them space. If you give them space, they're going to make plays because they're faster than you. And they're better in space than you are. You can't give the Chiefs space. It's that, it's that simple. I understand you want to play a soft zone defense in that situation. But also, I don't want to give... I don't want to give them space. I don't want to give Tyreek Hill space. I don't want to give Travis Kelsey space. I don't want to give Jarek McKinnon space. They're all great space players. You have to take away the space. And what you saw coming down the stretch was they gave them too much space. And who does he hit coming down the stretch? Kelsey Hill. Kelsey Hill. But all their players. That's what a lot of people don't notice. Andy Reid and them do such a great job, but what they've developed is not what they developed. What they built this team around is great space players. Not the great big receiver like a Mike Evans. They've built their offense around players that are great in open space. And you have to take away that space. You have to get pressure on Mahomes with four. You have to get pressure on him. But when he gets out and improvises, you have to you have to minimize that space. They're so good in space. If you play prevent and you play real, real soft, you're giving them space. But... With all that said, it's a shame Josh Allen didn't get a chance to respond, but that's the way it works in the NFL. Whoever has the ball, I mean, in these situations, whoever has the ball last wins. I know everybody's arguing about the overtime rule, but if you can't stop a team going all the way down the field at ease and going to score a touchdown, then that's, I mean, that's, you have a chance. You have a chance to stop them. The only way they can end without you getting the ball is by scoring a touchdown. And so they have to go all the way down the field, 75 yards, Score a touchdown, and they did it with ease. They did it very easy, very easily. That's your job. Hold them to a field goal, and you get the ball. Couldn't do that. If you can't do that, then maybe, I mean, then we can't keep going back and forth because there's a good chance if they give the Bills the ball, the Bills are going to go down and score a touchdown. Where does it stop? Yeah, Bills fans are upset. Chiefs fans were upset a few years ago when, when Tom Brady took his team down there. When he took the Patriots down there and they scored in overtime. So, no, I'm not questioning the overtime rules. The overtime does a good job. What it does prevent is it prevents the team going, you know, just 30 yards down the field to get in a long field goal range and kicking a 60-yarder to win the game because the kickers are so good now. That's what it's that's what it's meant to eliminate. But if your team goes all the way down the field in overtime and goes and scores a touchdown, then 
Hats off to him. But take away, in the end of the game, take away the best players. Understand what they're trying to do, and let's take it away. Too often do you see that. Force them to do what you want them to do. I saw the 49ers do that against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were, uh, they fell right into it. They had them lined up on the sidelines in that Cowboys game the 49ers did at the end of the game, and sure enough, Dak Prescott takes off and runs and runs out of time. Force them to do what you want them to do and take away what they want to do. And so that's what I saw, and Shanahan and his staff did that at the end of the game against the, the Packers. So it was a great weekend. Unbelievable weekend. I'm hoping that this weekend is as good as that as last weekend was. You know, we had two big games. Of course, the two conference championships. Both of them played during regular season. Bengals beat the Chiefs at the very end of that game. And if you watch that game, a lot of things happened right there on the goal line for the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. A lot of crazy things happened. Uh, Bengals had a tough time stopping the Chiefs early. Then they settled in, and it was at home. This one's going to be at Arrowhead. It's going to be tough for the Bengals to be the Chiefs in Arrowhead. But I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow and his and his group, and the Bengals and that group have the right attitude and the right moxie to be able to go in there and do it. And I've keep I've I've kept them. You know, I've I've said you know over and over. I keep doubting them, and and he said he. Stop with them being the underdog. They're a great football team, and they are a really good football team. Um, I think the I think Joe Burrow will have an easier time because I don't think the the Chiefs are as good up front as the Titans are. But but it's going to come down to two young quarterbacks, and I, I'm anxious to see how it ends up. the The Bengals the Bengals can win if they can if they can slow the Chiefs down and, and cause turnovers. The Bengals are going to have to cause turnovers to win this football game. The Bills did not cause any turnovers against the Chiefs. Chiefs took care of the ball. Chiefs are rolling right now. And if the Chiefs go out and play like they played against the Bills, if they go out and play clean football, they don't have to play their best game. I just said they have to play clean football. The Chiefs are going to win this game. Because they're the better, more experienced team. They've been there. But if the Chiefs go out and play and don't play well, and the Bengals are able to get pressure on Mahomes before, and the Bengals are able to turn the Chiefs over, Bengals can win this football game. That's how they have to win this game. The Bengals have to win this game by turning, by causing turnovers and maximizing every possession, getting points on every possession. That's how the Bengals have to win. And then that way they can beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs could beat them. I mean, this game could go a lot of different directions. The Chiefs, explosive as they are, could win this game by... By quite a bit, or could they could win in a close one if it's a shootout? Or the Bengals, I told you the formula for the Bengals. The Bengals have to do, they have to turn the Chiefs over to win this football game. And so that's what it's going to come down to. Do the Chiefs turn the ball? If the Chiefs play clean football, the Chiefs win the game. And then the nightcap, 49ers, Rams. 49ers have beat the Rams twice. Why? I think they're better coached than the Rams. Now, beating a team. A third time is extremely difficult. I think the 49ers can win this game. I think the 49ers have a good chance to win this game. What the 49ers have to do is just keep doing what they do. Play good defense. 
They need to be solid on special teams. I know they've struggled on special teams this year in some parts. They just need to be solid on, not make mistakes on special teams. And run the football. Play good defense. Stick to their game plan just like they did. Just like they did earlier on against the Rams last week of the season. Stick to your game plan. And if Jimmy G can stay away from the the bad plays, and not just a mistake, just the bad plays, the bad throws, I think win this football game. And I think they will win this football game if they do that. Rams are the most talented team, I think, in the NFL on both sides of the ball. I think the 49ers will be able to take away their running game because they're physical and they're good. Can they get pressure on Stafford with four? If they do that, I think they'll cause turnovers and Stafford will turn the ball over. But these are two teams that are very familiar with each other. It's hard to beat a team three times. So those are my keys to victory. If the Rams don't turn the ball over, I think the Rams can win this football game. I think they do win this football game. But if the 49ers come out and play their game, they turn this into their style of game, a short game dominated by running the ball and playing physical defense, I think the 49ers win this game. But they're going to have to take away the Rams' running game, which I think they can. But they're going to have to get pressure on Stafford with four guys. And and that's tough. And they're going to have to confuse him. And they're going to have to take away Cooper Cup. They're going to have to take away his first read, his first look. And I think Shanahan and Staff will help come up with a great plan. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right. Well, that does it for another edition of Coach Darn's Raw.